Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Cryptonomy podcast. I'm Tom Farron, 21 year old cryptocurrency investor from England. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself first of all and then get into today's topic of conversation. So I began trading first of all in the stock market kind of the summer of 2015. Um, no experience, no no price training, none of that from school. Um, just got straight into it, looked online and found, found stock trading. Invested in a lot of small cap um, companies and lost a little bit of money on there. But I didn't give up, so I continued on in my trading journey. Onto the Forex markets, that was probably 2016 by this point. This is where I started to analyse charts, um, understand market movements, uh, fundamental data, economic news, things like that. So I was learning and I was getting a good education from a lot of online YouTubers and a lot of um, online vlogs, forums, etc. Um, and I was successful in the Forex markets over about a two-year period. That's when I entered the crypto market, so I took some profits in there and invested in crypto in probably late 2017, early 2018, I would say. Yeah, Maybe about February 2018, I did miss the bull run, um, the last bull run. So the whole of my existence in the crypto market has been in a bear market, which has been interesting. Um, so yeah, early invest, uh, invested in crypto in early 2018. Um, and now I am here bringing you this podcast. Um, so... I think in the um, in the financial markets, especially online on social media and things like that, there's kind of this um, unspoken belief, maybe a, maybe a respect, or that you shouldn't open up your profits, reveal your profits, your account balances um, to the public. And um, I suppose the kind of idea is that if you're making thousands of pounds a week, you might demotivate newer traders who are just coming into the market, or if you're making you know, um, a lot of money, these new traders might, it might not, for some it might motivate them, it might give them impetus and, and, and drive to to build, but you need stepping stones, and that could be a, too much of a stepping stone to see this person making a lot more than you are. Um, and I understand that notion, I do, but because to a novice, to a novice the... The kind of notion of of a millionaire, that status seems a long way away. Well, thankfully, in this case, for you, I'm not a millionaire. Um, so I'm going to be open about it. I'm going to be open about my trading and my portfolio. So just for authentication, I think in this new era that we live in, um, I think that truthfulness is... Uh, truthfulness wins and it's that's what people want to see want to see authentic um real life um information and so my current portfolio of cryptocurrency holdings is as follows it's i have uh 9616 <laughs> exactly uh xrp coins and 6600 46 golem coins that's gnt um that's not in pounds by that that's in coins total so that's that roughly about 5200 pounds in um net net worth net total 
Uh, so that's my, my portfolio holdings. And also I have, have about 5,000, probably about the same as I have now to reinvest within the next few months. So probably double my portfolio. I wanted to show you that just for openness, just for truth, um, because I didn't want to portray something I wasn't to peacock like social media is quite a lot. Um, so as you said, I'm not, as I said, I'm not, I don't have that millionaire status. Um, I don't have 10, 15 years experience in these markets. I'm just, I'm just sharing my thoughts, my, um, what I know. And if people can benefit from that, then that's great. Um, because of belief, crypto is a fantastic opportunity from where we stand now. And I'm going to go more into that in a little bit later. That's kind of the topic of discussion where we are in the crypto market um, and getting some perspective. As I said, um, I'm not I'm not the most successful trader that you'll ever listen to or you'll ever watch on, on YouTube. Um, I don't have that flash car, for instance, or the, um, or the mansion or anything like that, quite minimalistic. Um, I want to be humble also to where I actually stand at the moment, you know, my presence. Um, rather than looking into the future too much or pretending to mean I'm not, I want to be present, and I think that will come off, come across um, authentically. I hope, I hope it does. Um, so yeah, it's just a sharing of knowledge essentially, um, because I think that I have this passion to help others, um, to help others develop in their own lives, whether that's. That might be just materialistic. It might be just a profit um, because they've invested in crypto and then they've made profit. Or it might be a purpose-driven um, motive because people find purpose within these markets and then they go on and teach others. So that's what a lot of traders do, actually. They they trade, they become successful, profitable, and then they go on to teach others because it seems a natural path um, for this type of career. So this is kind of, this is where I've, I am a kind of a blueprint of that. That's what I've gone. I've, I've started off trading. I've um, developed as a trader, become profitable, and then now uh, I am trying to teach other people or at least give, share information out there. So as I said, if you don't, if you, if you enjoy this podcasting, if you want to follow me on this journey, then that's absolutely great. But, um, I understand that people have different views, people have different um, mindsets and perspectives. So if not, then if you don't want to listen to this, absolutely, that's great. Also, that's fine. Um, I'd be more than happy to recommend a lot of other traders. Um, they have good podcasts and blogs and video series. There's a lot of people I know who I've followed who have actually really helped me in my journey, and I definitely recommend them if this podcast doesn't provide what you're looking for be more than happy to do that because essentially this is not about who's going to win it's not about personal winnings it's about it's about an education for the next generation um and this is what i want to be really open with i want to be straight up from the start this is not about personal gain this is about helping others helping the community and bringing more people into this sphere of cryptocurrency because of the investment opportunity. Um, so within this podcast, it's going to be my personal bias. It's going to be my, from my own research, 
um, from my own charting and analysis, it's not going to be a cut and paste job. It's going to be like just straight up authentic, my perspective of the market, and um, and that's what that's what I think a lot of people respect nowadays, especially they need that authenticity, they need that realism because brands are too um, close-minded, probably not the right word, but um, they're too robotic in a sense. Um, brands are just just a face and there's nothing behind that um, and people like that realism, that, that authentic touch, you know, and I hope that I can provide that with my voice and as I said, sometimes, sometimes I will, in my personal biases, in my in my predictions, in my forecasts, I will be wrong. I will make mis- uh, errors of judgment, misjudgment, or incorrect um, reviews or analysis. And that I definitely hold my hands up when that happens. Um, there's going to be circumstances where that is the case, but. I don't think it, that's that really matters when you've got this um, openness and and uh, accountability. I suppose I think there was a quote from George Soros, famous investor. Uh, I think he said something along the lines of, "It's not about whether you're right or wrong, but how much money you make when you're right versus how much money you lose when you're wrong." So it's essentially about that risk reward, and I feel like. Most of the time, um, I'll have that positive risk reward in terms of my sharing of information um, and the accuracy of it, I suppose. In this podcast, there won't be too much. Um, I didn't want to make it too too chart-heavy. I didn't want to make it too much of like just about technical analysis, just about um, certain price levels or the Fibonacci retracement or the trend line third trend line bounce on the uh, Ethereum chart. I didn't want to make it too much like that because a lot of people don't understand that if they're new to the market. My kind of ambition is to bring new people into the market who, you know, new investors who haven't invested before, who don't really know that much about the crypto market. So if I start scaring them away with terms like uh, Fibonacci extension or you know, anything like that, then they will start to get a bit worried and probably move away from the market and not invest and not take the opportunity which is here. So I'm going to get a balance between kind of um, price, uh, price monitoring price and fundamental news announcements, things like um, uh, new in, new podcasts that have come out, um podcast episodes which have good content on them so I'll, I'll provide those um any company announcements um or for instance ripple do the ripple drop on youtube i could analyze that if there was a good piece of information and there was a there was a um a partnership deal struck there with a with another firm which is good for the crypto market then i could talk about that so it's just a um a review of the information a review of the economic news for the markets um and trying to cut through all that social media hype you know i see 
I don't use social media that that much myself. I only really use Twitter, and uh, mostly I'm an, more of an observer than a content creator on there because I think that there is a lot of hype on social media, and especially in this new market in its infancy, there's a lot of. I think the hype comes from uncertainty. People don't really understand that much. They're not very well educated on the market. And it's very easy to type, you know, 140 characters or is it 100, 280 characters um, on Twitter just to say your belief when you don't really know that much about the market. And it's probably based upon fear. It's probably based upon uh, misunderstanding and then you sharing that out with other people. And that domino affects people. Then other people read that and believe that. So I'm trying to cut through that, um, and take from take the good parts of social media, like the good content sharing um, in communities, and explore that. You know, take that take that as a positive and kind of discard the rest. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, probably thirty minutes long two to three times a week, um, so you can listen to this on your commute to work, or it's just a quick 30 minutes wrap-up of the market, what's going on, the fundamental news, um, company announcements, media articles, interviews, etc. Um, two to three times a week, as I said, um, just to get a good gauge of the market, and also where, where price is. So, for instance, now Bitcoin has risen, from kind of the 4,200 level to 5,200, probably a 1,000 pip move in about two or three days. So I could explore that and talk about why that's happened and things like that. So that's the content we'll be having going forward. Now, starting off today, I wanted to start from, go back in history, scope out, I suppose, and have a larger perspective over the markets, rather than just attacking right what's happening now in the present. I want to just backtrack a few steps and say, where are we? Where are we in the crypto market? What what, do, what does it all mean? And what's happened over the bear? What's happened over the last two to three years? So, if you go on Google now and type in cryptocurrency, you will be attacked with social media articles and clickbait news articles from some of the biggest uh, companies, Bloomberg, CNBC, um, I'm not just naming those, you know, not just targeting those or isolating those, but um, there's a lot of other ones that media outlets that promote clickbait articles on the cryptocurrency market, you know, um, and if you read that, you'll get a certain perspective. I'm not saying what perspective is wrong, but it's just probably a little bit misinformed um, because we are in a good we are in a good place in the crypto market. And what's happened over 2017? Well, we started off in Bitcoin. Uh, we started the bull run, the parabolic surge in January 2017. About. $950 and as I said this parabolic surge we topped that market in December 2017 at about $20,000 so we went from the start of 2017 
$950, let's call it 1000 to 20000 at the end of 2017. So you can see that's an enormous rise in price. So that was the bullish market. Bullish market means an upwards market. Um, and since then, we've been in a bearish market. Bearish market meaning a downwards market. So the market has fallen, price has fallen in value, and in 2017, it rose in value. So we've been in a bearish market. So from 20,000 so uh, in December 2017, and now we're at about 5,000. And we, we did fall to about 3,500 um, at the end of 2018 so probably within the year we went from 20,000 to about three and a half thousand now if you understand if you if you have traded before you understand technical price charts etc um, you'll know that we've been in a series of continuous high sorry lower highs and lower lows basically all that means is that the market makes a low and then it retraces up to make a lower high and then it falls down again and that fall breaks the previous bottom that's a lower low because it's lower than the previous low then it pulls back up again and it's lower than the previous high it's quite simple really and it's the that's the foundation of a downwards market a bearish market that's all we've been doing and we've been in these nice moves up and down up and down over the past as I said, since December 2017, from 20,000. Now, I've been doing a little bit of research, a little bit of digging, um, and on the historical side, so on the Bitcoin chart, and I saw that during the bear run of 2014 to 15, now we've been in market cycles um, since Bitcoin came into existence in 2008, we've been in market cycle, market cycle, what does that mean? It means a bullish market followed by a bearish market, bullish market and a bearish market. And that's how it goes in cycles and cycles. This is what happened in the dot-com area with the Amazon and the Google. I don't know why I said the Google, but you understand. It's not, it's not the Facebook. It used to be the Facebook. But anyway, um, even with gold and the S&P 500, Dow Jones, everything goes in market cycles and because it's a um i'm not exactly sure the word but it's when it constantly rises i don't know what it is in an upwards market overall anyway because of the, you know in comparing it to forex something for instance that forex could be in a downwards market for 10 years um but these markets are increasing in value all the time. So Bitcoin is increasing in value. I'm not sure the word, but essentially you get my what I'm saying. Um, so as, as I was saying, the um, during the bearish run of 2014-15, we fell down. We retraced all the way to the previous bullish markets all-time highs. So the previous bullish market was 165, give or take. That was its high point, and then we broke, we retraced, we broke through that, and we made new autumn highs, and then we fell all the way back down, and we fell, and we retested that one sixty five level, one hundred and sixty five dollars, and we broke out around the May twenty sixteen point, um, to create a new bullish run, which extended 
about 910 days. That's what I've calculated. Now, if history repeats itself, we're looking at... If history repeats itself, then exactly, which it tends to do, not exactly, of course, but it tends to repeat itself in market cycles, we're on about 476 days at the moment. And 910 days takes us to June 2020. Now, that's when a lot of exciting um, partnerships will be made, a lot of um, clarification by the SEC, by the um, the governments, by the um, a lot of agreements by the banks, etc., will come into play. I believe that the next bullish run will begin late spring, early summer of 2020. Okay, um, and I believe that as happened in 2014, 2015, in the bear run, we fell back to all-time highs of 165 dollars. Previous all-time highs. Um, I think that will happen again. So Bitcoin is likely to fall, in my opinion, of course, to about one thousand dollars, nine hundred and fifty dollars, to be more exact. And so that's where we find ourselves. Um, this what's happened over the last two to three days has only been a push up towards six thousand, maybe six thousand. I have it exactly written down on the chart here. Excuse me a second. 6,150. 6, that, that seems a good level. Just pull it up on the chart there. 6,150 seems a good level of resistance to then create that new lower high to then pull down to the downside, creating a new lower low somewhere around $1,000 for a Bitcoin. And that's where we find ourselves. So there's been a lot of social media hype. There's been a lot of, you know, crazy. Uh, are we in a bull run? Are we gonna surge to twenty thousand to all-time highs? And there's been a lot of, you know, people who are crypto analysts in the in the media essentially saying, oh, we're gonna go to a hundred thousand dollars, million dollars for Bitcoin. It's all just market hype. It's all just people predicting and and well, they're bullshitting really. It is. It's a. It's an uncalculated, just prediction. It's. It's not based upon anything really. Not based upon any research, any technical analysis. It's just throw a figure out there. Throw a psychological figure. Fifty thousand, one hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, and that's it. Stick with that. That's not how it works, really. Um. So, as I said, Bitcoin, one thousand dollars, but that. So that's the perspective scoping out, um, and so. But we are so early in this market still. I think the term early adopters was kind of for Bitcoin and Ethereum. You can't really be an early adopter anymore. I don't think um, that's that kind of that kind of ship has sailed. But for many other coins. You can still be early adopters. We are still early adopters in the crypto market. If you are in the crypto market now, if you are invested in the cryptocurrency market, as I am myself, you are an early adopter. If you invest any time this calendar year, 2019, you are an early adopter. 
um, I believe before the next bull run you'll be an early adopter. Um, and if you're willing to hold on to your crypto for say the next seven to ten years, I don't mean hold all of it of course, I mean hold portions of it and sorry sell portions of it and hold most of it, then you will be profitable. Because this market is not here to die, it's not here to 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 uh, vanish or crumble or burst in a bubble, whatever whatever the media is saying, it's all personal agendas. And that's what I figured out. That's something I've I've learned quite a lot in the bearish market. That the media has their own personal agendas. They are. All they're doing is selling articles. They are selling um, their own stories. And these single stories then become multiplied. Um, they, they gain traction on social media. And they dis they're quickly distributed. And that's the bias that is then taken by the public. So, and I believe it all starts with the how do I say the essentially that the media has an obligation to react to news especially in this era we live in a quick fast gratificational uh, you know upload your status quickly status what's happening right now the media has an obligation to react so when Bitcoin goes from 4,400 to 5,000 in a day, the media has to react, he has to say, what is happening? And adjectives are used, like crypto, crypto bull run, or etc. And then when the alternative comes about, when it flips over and the crypto market falls by $250, falls by, you know, $400 in a day, or $1,000 in a week, which is nothing for the crypto market, it's done it multiple times, over and over again over the years, it's crashing. The crypto market is crashing, or it's fallen out the sky, or it's dead. Things like this. And what's happening there is that they are enticing people and manipulating their opinion. Um, and this is why there's been such a push to decentralization of media over the past probably two years and there's a lot more interest in that in that sphere because if you have one governing control one media control then they get they have the mic and they have um they have the last word because their story is then distributed but now with mediums of podcasting, with mediums of uh, blogs, you know, vlogs, YouTube, all these decentralized um, platforms where people have people have their own voice. That means that there is not one piece of content which rules, one piece of content which um, is taken for the exact word, and therefore. That's why we we cannot essentially listen too much and pay too much attention to these articles. Crypto is crashing, even though it's only fallen 
three or four percent in a day, which is nothing for the crypto market. That's nothing to worry about. Um, so we need to be understanding of what the media is. And when articles such as Bitcoin is dead, crypto market is over, we need to understand that they have their own personal agendas and it's kind of a misinformation. And we've seen misinformation quite a lot recently. Um, CoinMarketCap.com. They are the probably the most used um, t- most used website tool in terms of looking at the market capitalization of cryptocurrencies um, and prices and etc. They a scandal recently came out that said that their volumes of cryptocurrency, the volumes of each coin that they're stating the numerical value is actually incorrect by around 95%. So it's absolutely way, way more than, sorry, way, way less than they are showing on their website. And that has influenced so many people. So many people have been influenced that by these figures and they've been either buying or selling or making um, investment decisions based upon uh, these these figures and, and that's not right same with the uh, CME futures they shorted the market well that that came out they didn't short them you know that came out at all time highs conveniently came out at that point and the market pretty much didn't recover from there and it that's when the top of the bull run and it fell all the way down from 20,000 so this is misinformation um, by the media and personal agendas, I suppose. And this is this podcast. I hope to crack through that, to break through that, to kind of break through that falsity. I don't know if that's a word, but still, I'm using it. Um, that false information that we have been given. Um, so, for instance, like Jamie Jamie Dinham, who's the CEO of J.P. Morgan, he's been personally attacking Bitcoin um, for a long time and even cryptocurrencies as, as a market. I've got a few quotes written down here. He says that I don't personally understand the value of something that has no actual value. Another quote is that I couldn't care less what Bitcoin trades for, how it trades, why it trades, who trades it. If you're stupid enough to buy it, you'll pay the price for it one day. Now he's been saying all this stuff and all these had all this attacking on these cryptocurrencies for about three years now and all of a sudden uh, last month JP Morgan are releasing their own stable coin so that's a complete U-turn it's a complete reversal on his bias he's completely changed his tune and that just shows that while people are betraying a certain image to the public media to the mainstream they're actually doing different things behind closed doors. Same goes to Warren Buffett. He said that Bitcoin was rat poison. He said it was a bubble. He said it was um, no way of investing or has no unique value. That's what he said. Now it's come out that Berkshire Hathaway, his company, have invested $600 million into fintech companies. That's financial technology companies focused on emerging markets. It's all a smokescreen. All these... It's all a smokescreen. Whatever people say, 
in front of the in front of the media, in front of the public eye. It's all different behind the scenes, and that's what I've learned from the bear market, from reading a lot of articles and going through this this market cycle because this has educated me so much. This market this market cycle, this bearish run. I think the bearish. I think the in a weird way the the bear market is a better teacher to the human psychology than the bull market you know in the bull market you have a lot of euphoria uh, there's a lot of reward there's a lot of um, feelings of of um, positivity and and that you are correct and purpose in the bear market it's completely different it's kind of an emotional sapping um, it's stripping you down and it, the weak are cut out in the market and the strong only remain or the people who develop strong mindsets and it's about resilience it's about building a strong mindset it's about believing in the companies um, that are the good companies with good projects good teams and cutting out all that all the backlash all the social media hype and believing in your it's about believing in your own decisions um and i think that's where the that's where the profitability will come long term when i say if you hold crypto for seven to ten years it's got to be about it's got to be foundationally built on a, on a resilient um tough market you know your mind has got to be strong and it's got to have gone through a bearish market to be able to come out the other side and be profitable in a bull market and be able to hold um to certain price levels that you want to hold to so if you can focus on if you can cut the crap on social media cut through all that cut through all the hype um all the the garbage on Twitter, all the hashtags, all the rubbish, and also from the media, cut through all the headlines, all the clickbait headlines and um, full stories, misinformation, and you can focus on the projects, as I said, the teams, the real use cases, the cryptocurrencies that have a real-life adoption and can be adopted into the mainstream world. A lot of these cryptos will actually be um, unconsciously used by by users. That will be behind the scenes. They'll be like um, systems behind systems behind systems, but they'll still be used and they'll still grow in value. A lot, but some of the cryptos will be used on the um, on public interface on real people will know about them. They'll be talked about by the man on the street, etc. But a lot of these cryptos will win long term. This is not going to be a, this is not a solo winning market, and I really despise this maximalist view of one crypto is going to win. Bitcoin, Bitcoin maximalist. Essentially, what that means is just putting all your eggs into the into the basket of crypto, putting all your argument into that, um, all your energy. It's not about one crypto. It's not about I've invested in. XRP, I think XRP is going to take over the world and do this, this, and this. And that's why in the when I invest again in the next few months, I'm going to invest spread a little bit further out, probably two or three more cryptos, 
because I'm not fully in on XRP. I don't. I think it's a great company. I think it's a great project, etc. And I'll talk more about that in later, later episodes. But I'm not like a. I'm not too obsessed with it. And I think a lot of people get this view, um, especially especially Bitcoin, because it was the first ever cryptocurrency created um, in 2008. They have this idea that they, it's the best and that's it. No, you, that's a single mindset and nothing's going to change that. And Bitcoin's the best. It paved the way for everything else. It was the revolutionary, which it was, but it will never go away. It will be the best and it will be the most profitable, the most valuable, um, the biggest market cap forever. You need to be a bit more emotionless with the mindset and understand that I'm invested in the crypto market. I'm not invested in certain coins. Technically, I am invested in certain coins, but I'm invested in the crypto market and I will go with the crypto market. I'll grow with it. As it goes on the bullish run, I'm going to grow with the crypto market. I'm not going to be all eggs in one basket. Um, That mindset, it's about... As I said, real use cases, good teams built up on good people with the good experiences and the projects. Are they solving a real problem in life? Are they solving a real problem for real customers? Um, have they got the financial backing? Have they got authenticity in their white papers, which is their document, which they release when they found the company, of their kind of mission statement, of their you know, plans, etc. That's what you need to do. You need to research the companies um, and have this, like, open mindset. Don't just stick to one just because you first invested in that. Um, explore and grow with the cryptocurrency market. The, the bear market has been a blessing in disguise, I think, because it is... As I said, it has sifted out the weak from the strong. Um, And now we find ourselves in a market which is, to many, bottomed. But for me, we still have more further to go. And these people will be influenced by the media, they'll be influenced by articles, etc. But behind the scenes, as I said, it's a smokescreen. Partnerships are being made every single day. Adoption is being utilised, regulation, the SEC, government, a lot of governments are now building in regulation, bringing out new um, policies, new laws, this is great for the market, because this is is adoption, this is how adoption happens, this is how the revolution will be um, brought to the mainstream, when you get companies like JP Morgan, Starbucks, Santander, um, Facebook creating their own stablecoin, SBI, one of the biggest banks in Japan, even the New York Stock Exchange, these companies are getting involved and that should send some sort of red alert or, you know, in your mind to say, okay, if these big companies are getting involved, if these big players, if these um, huge companies and smart people smarter than me, a lot smarter than me, are getting involved in these markets, and maybe I should take 
Maybe I should take an interest. Maybe I should take a little bit of a cut of the the overall profit of the crypto market over the next 10 years. I'll take my tiny portion. And that's what you need to focus on. You need to focus on the real, what's happening in the real life. Get behind the curtain and understand the puppets, what's happening. Um, it was a great quote, actually, which I've been thinking about in the last few months. It's, you make most of your money in a bear market. You just don't realise it at the time. That was from Shelby Cullum Davis, uh, an American entrepreneur and an investor. And it's this, it's this idea that pressure makes diamonds, you know. When you're under pressure, when you're under resilience, a certain compression, you can thrive. And this is where we are in the market at the moment. Now, it's only for the people who are strong enough to make a decision, make an investment decision, and not only that, but a time decision, generate, putting their energy into the markets, putting their time into it, and their investment, their monetary investment into the markets. It's these people that will benefit. If you listen to this now, you are you are very, very lucky. Um, I mean, not this podcast especially. I mean, I'm talking about if you're listening to any sort of cryptocurrency podcast, if you're watching any crypto videos, if you've invested in the crypto market, you're probably in the 1%. Um, you are in the 1%. And even if you invest from now into the next bull run, probably, let's say, spring next year, you're in the 1% because if you talk to the man on the street or the woman on the street, anybody on the street you talk to, what will they say? They'll say, oh, yeah, I've heard about, if you ask them, do you know what cryptocurrency is? I've, many times, people have asked me what I do as a career, and I've said I'm a cryptocurrency trader, and they say, what? That's what they say. And I say, I'm a cryptocurrency trader. Blank face, they have no idea. And I say, you know, um, you know Bitcoin, have you ever heard of that? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's risky, isn't it? It's quite risky. There's a lot of risk in that. Didn't it fall, like, loads and that's that's kind of that's exactly the reaction but yeah yeah it fell fell loads yeah and i don't know what to say really it's it's quite difficult because those people are just first of all they're not even conscious of new markets they're not looking forward second of all they're just reading if they are going to be looking at cryptocurrency they're just going to be reading the media headlines saying crypto is dead um uh, the bubbles popped or whatever. So they know nothing. The person on the street knows nothing. They never heard of anything. Only heard of Bitcoin because it was the first created and it had the most media attention. That's it. They're just sheep. And we find ourselves in a great position. Investors in the crypto market are in a great position right now. And we are, as I said, the 1%. We are in an excellent um, monetary position even though we're in a bear market as he said you make most of your money in a bear market you just don't realise it at the time this is it this is our time and if you want to get on board with this technology if you want to develop and you want to be uh, an early adopter of crypto then well I suppose keep listening that's where we are in the crypto market it's a great time
we're in an excellent time. In fact, it's the best time we've ever been in because every day gets better and better because we are adopting more, we are uh, evolving, the revolution is continuing and the only way to, to profit from this, both on the monetary and also, I suppose, emotionally, you know, if you want that purpose in life is to get involved in the markets. Uh, so that is the, that's a wrap up for the first episode of the uh, Cryptonomy podcast. I've been Tom Farron, your host and, yep, host. <laughs> uh, so I'll come back with another episode over the weekend and we'll talk about a new topic. I will try and keep it to 30 minutes because this one's obviously gone well over, but it was the first one. So I just wanted to introduce a bit more myself first before I got into it. So thank you very much for watching and I'll see you on the next podcast.